humans. No, it is not for ears, Chris. I'm sorry. Welcome to part two of the holiday special. We hope you enjoyed part one. Um, yeah, like we said, sort of a, a weird rambling, uh, detoxing, uh, debriefing year that was in wrestling in a way. Looking forward to the year that could be, sort of, maybe, perhaps even. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoy this. Alex will be on in just a moment. Uh, you can follow him, of course, on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex. You can follow me, at IamChrisFunder, on Twitter. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at WrestleOzStyle, or search Wrestling Ozstyle. Oz is spelled A-U-S. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So, just one moment, and we'll bring Alex on here for your listening pleasure. Do you want to go local or international? Let's go local. Okay, my man. So, oh my God, let's go back to January. This should be fun. How much of January do you remember, Alex? Nada. Banana. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Will Osprey wore his Wrestle Kingdom jacket in Melbourne. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... Anything from January that stands out for you? They had Explosive Pro Wrestling, EPW School of Pro Wrestling Showcase Number 9, MCW Vendetta, PWA Black Label Sword Fight, the AWL The Purge New Dawn, Frankie Wrestling Australia Femme Fatales Volume 1, Melbourne City Wrestling Wrestling for Relief, The Bushfire Charity Show, uh, Newcastle Pro Wrestling Number 85, and PCW Summer Series Grand Final. Uh, from Victoria. Yeah, uh, MCW Vendetta was a fantastic show. It's a shame that uh, entire main event's pretty much cancelled. Um, yeah, also, for reasons. Yeah, for reasons. Um, yeah, probably something we sh- should quickly touch on was the speaking out movement, which pretty much shook the wrestling industry in the best possible way, to be honest. Uh, got rid of a lot of the scumbags this year, so whilst we're talking about the year. Um, um, yeah, that's why one of the um, companies, if you go back in the archives and listen to me talk about so positively, uh, we're not talking about anymore because the actual promoter from that company, uh, a male was doing some untoward things towards the female staff as well as the female wrestlers and that's all i'll say about that yeah definitely um yeah so pwa's sword fight from january was just something definitely worth checking out yeah yeah absolutely i 100 percent agree with that um as well as that bushfire release show i enjoyed it um the women's four-way on there i thought was fun aisha aria um, Aisha, Aria, Avery, and Vixen, I think. Yeah. Was a really, really fun match. Um, yeah, and also being outside in that baseball stadium. I, Looked amazing. Oh, absolutely. I think 
I'm just trying to think now what's close to inner Melbourne that you could run. Um, maybe because the tram line goes right there, you could run, depending on the time of year, you could try to run, say, at um, South Melbourne Stadium, which is the former ground where um, Sydney Swans were until they moved to Sydney. Uh, yeah. Now, South Melbourne Soccer Club, uh, football club to anyone outside of Aussie rules. Um, yeah. You got various Aussie rules, uh, soccer grounds around the um, the greater Melbourne area you could run at. That's the biggest baseball one. But if you're going to have a position like that against a grandstand, you could go to, say, uh, Optus Oval, Princess Park for you, <laughs> Carlton supporters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Windy Hill, Arden Street's been done up in North Melbourne, uh, Wooden Oval in Footscray. You've got plenty of grounds like that. You've got, um, what is it in St Kilda? Junction Oval, which is the um, home of Victoria Cricket. You could try something there. I'd, I'd like to see another outdoor event if possible. And speaking of MCW, this morning they announced they are returning in February. Yeah, pretty huge. Um... A year off. Like, how's that company going to look first show back? Do yeah. you, you continue where you were a year ago? Do you I think start you just over complete, on social media? Complete reset. Everything. Whole new MCW. Old um, Chris Fresh is going to come out on the first night. Right? From now on, all titles are vacant, bro. Maybe not that far, but yeah. All stories What's can wrong? be reset after a year. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with um, Danny Psycho, if they're going to continue that. Avery, I don't even think Avery's had a championship defence. I think she's been in Melbourne this whole time. Yeah, yeah, she has like, a whilst, She won the title. Um, Roxy's gone over to South Australia and New South and sort of, either been with the title or defended the title. He, um, Avery's been stuck in Melbourne. I think the Brat Pack are still tag champs. Yeah. So, oh yeah, because Avery won on that show, and then the Brat Pack, because Avery was just before intermission, and then the Brat Pack won after intermission. I'm like, oh, that's right. Why didn't you close the show with that? Yeah. So, February. Wasn't really a a lot on offer, but um, yeah. So MCW Clash of the Titans, explosive. Uh, EPW Hot Summer Night, Impact Pro from Australia back in February, the Wright City Wrestling Show Reanimated 15, SPW Fight for the Gold, NHPW Battle of Honor, PWA Black Label Rick South for the Boys, uh, Impact Pro from New Zealand on Fight. Pro Wrestling Darwin Killer Instinct, Nui Pro 86, TCW Re- uh, Annihilation 7, uh, AWL Interphase 1, PWA uh, Academy Showcase Number 3, and RCW A Glum for Punishment. Alex, do you have much to touch on there from February? Yeah, Rick South for the boys. It was probably the best Australian uh, Australian show of the year. It's up there. Yeah. It's certainly up there. Um, yeah, like, 
like I love MCW for the most part. And like we said, I'm very uh, stay priority on this show, as are you. The, the one thing I don't get is you've been building up Avery for so many years and you didn't have that in your main event. Mm-hmm. You had that in your fourth match on the card before your intermission break. You yeah. didn't even have it as co-main or uh, top half of the card. To be fair, like I think the last match before intermission on an indie show kind of is the semi-main event. I will agree with you there if you're live, if you're watching on yeah. VOD the way it's edited, as yeah. no break in between, no shop MCW for five-minute ad or MCW on Twitter or upcoming shows. It's just yeah. a clean break from the end of that match to the next match, and it felt like nothing special. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that'd be the last MCW event for a year, <laughs> and this is where we saw a number of companies go on hiatus. Yep, yep. This is uh, where the world started to crumble. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, but from that, um, a few new companies you watched. Uh, Wright City Wrestling you watched for the first time. Any sort of thoughts on them overall this year, I guess? I, I think they had a fairly solid year creatively, like... I've loved everything with Rocky Monero and all that. Um, yeah, Riot City Wrestling has been great going and going onto their YouTube and watching their stuff. Yeah, I'd have to agree there as well. Um, for the most part, I have enjoyed it. I've been a little nitpicky here and there about some of the refereeing and stuff, but overall, they're a really good company this year. And they've been very lucky with consistent VOD. They're, they're a front runner <laughs> for company of the year and that's not because of a handicap on anyone that is genuinely because of the quality of output they've put out this year yeah i agree yeah like i don't know when we're gonna do a best and worst of show but expect riot city to be in my best of yeah so we'll be doing that for the anniversary show in uh 5th of february yeah Uh, exciting times almost a year crazy yeah, almost a year since we started, nearly six months of consistently late podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, boy. Uh, March in Australia, New Zealand. Impact Pro of New Zealand had uh, episode 11 on fight. EPW had going for broke. Impact Pro of Oz had Ace of Impact. And PCW had their countdown to Grand Slam on the 7th before returning a week later for Grand Slam number two. Uh in that break saw RCW Danger Zone, Frankie Wrestling Australia Road to Glory, Deathmatch Down Under had their two matches uploaded onto YouTube, which is now a full promotion. Yeah, uh, crazy. Following Grand Slam was SPW Queenstown WrestleFest in Queenstown, <laughs> New Zealand. Uh, Wrestle Rampage had Carpe Diem. I don't care if that's right. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Australia Black Label, don't call it a cancel for the first no fan show. And going across into April here was the four pre-recorded no fan show ignition specials from PCW in Melbourne, which would be the last Melbourne shows. Uh, I believe they might be trying for some over the Christmas break. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, any quick thoughts coming out of um, 
March there and the uh, two tape shows in April. I suppose we should start with the big one here. PCW Grand Slam. We watched this two different ways. Alex watched the Foxtel version and I watched the version on the PCW network. I think we're both in agreement which one was the better version, aren't we? Yeah, I, I did not. In, uh, I thought it was a bit of a cluster F of a show. Yeah, but at least your show had commentary and match graphics. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, and that was the thing, because the week before we did that recording, I was checking their uh, network to see, oh, it must be uploaded. It must be uploaded with um, commentary now after it's aired on Foxtel. Nope. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, um, that, I think, was, yeah, a, a missed opportunity. Having a Rumble match as your main event with no commentary and uh, as a newer viewer of PCW, not knowing a lot of the returning names or faces and PCW shooting themselves in the foot on their countdown special, making fun of COVID, ending up having no fan events the following week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I suppose Deathmatch Down Under, you also watched. Um, what do you think of that presentation? Because it's not really my cup of tea of wrestling. Uh, you watch a lot of the Game Changer wrestling stuff. Um, and now they've got a full promotion coming out of it. Yeah, so this was like a no-ring Deathmatch sort of situation. I doubt that that's what their promotion's going to be like. But, yeah, this was... It was fun. It probably... Would have been much better to have been there in person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a, it was a good watch long. Um, personally, not saying I'd go out of my way for to watch every time, but yeah. I enjoyed the little little um two matches there. I suppose, yeah. Alex, your first exposure to wrestling over the ditch. What did you think of uh, Impact Pro first on fight? Yeah, I was fairly critical of that one, I believe. Um. I believe you said the only saving grace on that show was Jamie Tugger Tadese. Yeah, and I stick with that. What about its uh, promotion to the South Island, Southern Pro Wrestling? Oh, fantastic. Night and day. <laughs> yeah, uh, one's more of a one-hour highlight show. The other's sort of a event on VOD. Wow, yeah, SPW's you... worth checking out. It um, It's... It's just much visually, it's more visually impressive. It's good in-ring quality. Like, yeah, I believe I criticized Impact Pro for looking like a bunch of NWA uh, enhancement talent from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Impact Pro, you started watching the Australian one and then said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember you saying the video quality and that wasn't that good. Um, I thought the February show was shot a lot better. Um, I remember saying that at the time. Um, what about EPW for yourself going for broke? I believe this was the one with the big Davis Storm match with the retirement stipulation. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was one of the better shows of that month. Um, it just looked fantastic as well. Uh, APW are doing some big things over there. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. The the only disappointment for the um the second half of the year for myself is uh no VOD. Yeah, that's so weird. That's just insane. 
I don't know if it's a contract thing or if the person they were using for VOD uh, left or had something happen, but um, yeah, it's 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 a bit. Um, well, I live on the other side of the country, but <laughs> I like watching EPW. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, and then we'd go through no wrestling, no wrestling, uh, small amount of wrestling in July return with <laughs> Wrestle Rampage reemerging 2020. Uh, going into August for Southern Pro Wrestling, Southern Rumble Night 1 and Night 2. The PWA Black Label Call to Arms 2020, a live show with no fans. And the same night over in South Australia, Wright City Wrestling, we're back, baby, 2020. Before later in the month, Wright City Wrestling would present 215 Rocky versus Jet. And in September 216, the price is bought. Um, any thoughts there, sort of July, August, September? Um, Riot City during that era was probably the be- easiest to watch because, yeah, one of the few promotions that could actually have fans. Um, yeah, I haven't found PWA tough to watch with no fans, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree there. It is... They're doing the um, AEW sort of thing where they do have fellow wrestlers in the crowd. Um, yeah. But it is a bit jarring. Um, yeah, it was good to see live wrestling back. Like, as much as we picked on Wright City Wrestling's return show, saying it felt more like a, um, a pre-show recap type show going into their biggest show of the month, it was just good to have live wrestling back. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so from there, we went into October for PWA Black Label Wristlock and Pole Drivers, along with TCW New Dawn from Tasmania and RCW Red Dawn, number 217 of RCW. Uh, following that, Insane Championship Wrestling of Canberra presented Day of Darkness. Wright City Wrestling presented 218, A Nightmare on Colon Street. Um, yeah, any quick thoughts there on October, Alex? Uh, not in particular. Uh, I think, yeah, this was at the point where I was really starting to get over with pandemic shows. Like, like there's nothing you can do about it, but they can be tough to watch sometimes. Yeah, you sort of gave um, PWA a 3.5. I gave it a 4. Then the other show you watched, uh, Wright City, you gave it a 4. I gave it a 4 as well. And uh, Wright City, I believe we both gave 3s for their second shows. That Canberra show, do you remember me talking about it? Uh, Vaguely. (laughs) Do you remember all the championships I read out? Oh, yeah, that show. Yeah, that was insane. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think you could have a good promotion there. I don't know why there's three different sets of Canberra championships on that show. I get CPW and ICW are supposed to be two separate promotions. I don't know why they're all on the same night. 
I don't know why they were fighting for a replica World Heavyweight Championship in the style of the WCW WWE Big Gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give them another chance if they put out another show on VOD, but yeah, I'm not too sure of that one. Yeah. Oh, man. And then finally, I suppose, November. Again, um, EPW. Uh, no VOD, New Horizons Pro Wrestling, no VOD, and PWA, because they've started the premiership at this stage, we're talking about that all in uh, January. Yeah. As well as there are sister events leading up to that date. So Saturday, November the 8th, saw Frankie Wrestling Australia return for the first time since the 8th of March for Resolution Free from Darrell Country Club. Uh November 22nd saw IWA return with Relentless the Returning uh, from St. John's Bowls Club before Frankie Wrestling Australia had its second show of the month for High Voltage again from Darrell Country Club. You didn't actually get a chance to catch any of these, but you did um, talk up a particular uh, male and female wrestler who had a good match in uh, PWA, that being Jude the Dude London and Jessica Troyer that month. Yeah, definitely. They broke the internet. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that later. But um, I chose Chris Abbott and Rochelle Rogue as my uh, male and female wrestler of that month. A small offering again um, with the outbreak in South Australia, uh, Wrestle Rampage and Wright City couldn't run. WA's offering no VOD at the moment. Uh, Darwin's still up in the air. Queensland has lost its major promotion in AWL. So the smaller promotions are sort of uh, sort of on the bubble with everything. Uh, a lot don't offer big VOD. Um, Canberra and New South are pretty much probably going to be out of the question now that Sydney's got another event. I saw FWA cancel their match with, um, sorry, their event where JXT was having a match. Yeah. Was he supposed to be having a match with Ricky South, was it? Unsocial Jordan. Oh, Jordan, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that would have been really good. Uh, and then Tassie's off until the new year. Uh, Kiwi Wrestling, I haven't seen anything for over the summer break. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, man, that was, that was a bit fun. Uh, should we do the time warp again, talk about some international stuff quickly? Yeah, let's hammer through it. <laughs> Because there's like heaps, of, there's heaps of events compared to this Australian calendar year. So, okay, here I can give you the rundown on Raw if you like. Oh God, it was shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and here's the rundown for SmackDown. It was shit, but not as shit as Raw. <laughs> it was one, SmackDown. It's one less hour of shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I had so much hope for this year. Naito finally defeats Okada. Finally IWGP champion in the Tokyo Dome. Double champion at that. Well, where's the year going to go? Yeah, he's had a stinker. Oh, it's because of who he's been paired with. Um, Yeah, but... Also, the retirement ceremony for Liger. Did you ever go back and watch that in Japanese? No. 
Oh, you've got to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I speak very little, but just the emotion in the commentator's voice. I think Milano might be on commentary for that. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah. Guess you're right in the feels. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing was just emotional anyway, so I could only imagine. Um, scrolling down here... Uh, Takeover Blackpool. Jeez, doesn't that feel like a while ago? But don't get too excited because it's with everyone's favourite main eventer of NXT UK. Oh, God. Joe Coffey. Isn't he, uh, um, shall we say, uh, suspended on questionable grounds? I think that was his brother. Mark okay. Coffey. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Walters had a pretty good run as champ. Yeah, he's been he's had some really good matches. It's just no one cares about NXT UK. Yeah. I I legitimately have been trying to get you to watch a legitimate match of the year contender and you won't do it just because NXT UK is just a dead brand. Hey, I went back and watched that week with the very questionable should be future endeavor champion. Oh, of course, yeah. Yep. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. Before we say something, can we get cancelled? Uh, Bash at the Beach. Did you like? Oh, I liked that being back. Wasn't that where they had DDP in a six-man tag match? I'm pretty sure. I loved that. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, following that, of course, was the Rock and <laughs> Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Razor at Sea Part Dust Second Wave. <laughs> yeah, that that was good actually. I really enjoyed that night. I'm sure if you went there live, that'd be a hell of a lot of fun. Not as much yeah. fun as the first year, mind you, where a pelican landed in the ring during the Sea of Honor tournament. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And they're all chanting for the pelican. <laughs> yeah. Because as a wrestling fan, when you're drunk, you've got to chant. It's like part of your duty of buying a ticket. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, and th this is where the tradition oh. of singing Chris Jericho's theme song started. Yeah. Um, do you remember what didn't make it to air? What? When they're pulling into port and there's that other boat beside them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> F your boat. F your boat. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, there is footage of that out there. Very funny. Um, oh, and uh, old pro wrestling tease guy himself hands Hangman a drink. Old scrump. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, did you end up watching Hard Times for the TV title tournament? I did watch that, yeah. And that was... It was pretty good. Um... Man, I miss NWA. Yeah. What about the Rumble? It's well, once every three years in Texas, in Texas, it feels like. Yeah. Um. I've I've been actually discussing this with a couple of friends of the show. Um, I think the Men's Royal Rumble match might have been the most perfectly booked wrestling match of the year. In terms of booking and creative around it, 
I love that men's rumble match. It's so good. Well, it's going to be one of those ones where we're never going to see one like it again. Yeah. Like, but you had, you had like certain sections of it. Like you had Brock Lesnar just killing people for the first like 13, 14 people. And then you have your false hopes with like Braun Strowman and Keith Lee in there. And then finally Drew eliminates Brock. And then we sort of have a bit of a dull in the middle. But it turns out it was a deliberate dull because Edge is back. And that's huge. Yeah, except the cameraman missed the first spear back in 10 years. Yeah, well, if you watch it on the network now, you don't see it without the spear, at least. They've got the spear in there now. Ah. Uh, what about the women's rumble? Yeah. Oh, Charlotte won that, apparently. <laughs> yeah, she last eliminated uh, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> Yeah, that should oh. have been Shayna. Yeah, because... Uh, every time Shayna starts to get momentum, bang, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's how, oh. it's how her year started and it's how her year ended. Oh, man. Um, I think in hindsight, the men's match going to WrestleMania, I think the two WrestleMania matches played out the way they would have in front of the crowd. Uh, yeah. For the Rumble winners, at least. Um, yeah. So, for Drew, I think that was uh, the um, right decision. For Charlotte, I think it was a real stinker. Oh, Having yeah. Having her Seems win, right. have her go to that match with Rhea. And the finish of that match just sort of came out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah, they didn't so, even have a good match. They had a they had a good match, but by WrestleMania standards, it wasn't that good. No, and the hype they put around it, too. Yeah. Um, oh, Saudi Mania. One of the last shows with fans in February. Do you remember this? Yeah. Um, Goldberg won with the vertical suplex. Yeah. And where'd we end up <laughs> six months later with who was champ? Um, yeah, the fiend again. <laughs> yeah, hey, correct to Goldberg. He didn't headbutt a locker on his way out. That we know of. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about Revolution? Uh, yes, first, that was a banger. First title change for AEW, for their men's title at least. Yeah, that was awesome. The tag match between the Young Bucks versus Hangman and Omega was just like another legit match of the year contender. Just insanely good. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot about that until then. Yeah, yeah. Some of these pre-pandemic stuff, like you have to go back and watch it because it feels like a lifetime ago. Oh, doesn't it, Jeff? Going into March, uh, WWE Elimination Chamber headlined by the women's match where Shayna Baszler defeated Natalia, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Ruby Wright, and Sarah Logan. Holy crap, I do not remember that. Nope, that was the last pay-per-view in front of fans. Yeah. Isn't that odd? Yeah. What's the men's chamber? Do you remember? No idea. 
Okay, let's have a I'm look. assuming something for the SmackDown title, I guess, maybe. I don't oh, know. it's for the SmackDown tag titles. Oh, okay. Cool. Miz and Morrison, the champs, defeated New Day, Big E, and Kofi. The Usos, yeah. Heavy Machinery, uh, Lucha House Party team of Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, as well as yeah. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Dear, oh dear. Yeah, so from there, Alex. Um, geez, WrestleMania. This was odd. Because, like, three weeks later after Elimination Chamber, like, the world's moved so fast. We've gone from fans to no fans and from a football stadium to <laughs> a warehouse. Yeah, the performance center. Insane. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, this this was um I mean it, it surpassed it was, all expectations. Oh, honestly. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, like for what what I expected <laughs> this delivered at least. Yeah, exactly. And like the thing this WrestleMania will be forever remembered for is the Boneyard match in the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, geez, don't you feel bad for Drew, though? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. He, he's still got to do what he had to do. But, yeah, it's a shame it couldn't happen in front of a bunch of screaming fans. But he at least got that a similar sort of moment in front of a stadium full of people at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, and he got a headline, WrestleMania, in a dark match against the Big Show. Oh, my God, forgot about that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Um, Jeez, yeah, there's not really much else I can say. Oh, this was during the peak of Street Profits versus Zelina Vega crew. Oh, yeah. Because the next night on Raw, we'd get back-to-back-to-back matches leading into a six-person <laughs> mixed-gender match. Insanity. Just oh. insane. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Oh, man. Um, moving on from there, this was sort of where everything started to cut off. Uh, at the time, were you watching Impact for Rebellion? No, uh, I don't get into Impact again until Slammiversary. Yeah, same. So, Money in the Bank. I mean, it was entertaining. It happened. <laughs> Tagline, Money in the Bank. It, it happened. happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, will say, I'm disappointed. I will say, I'm disappointed that Rey Mysterio got thrown off the top of Titan Towers and didn't even show up the next day with a bandage. (laughs) Well, they sort of explained it the next day that there was a little ledge or something, but yeah, we went off the air thinking someone had died. Uh, Not the the first time and not the last time that happens this year. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Other than the Money in the Bank match, do you remember anything from this? Nope. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. 
Oh yeah, Braun was champ. Ugh. Yeah, Braun versus Bray, Drew versus Seth, and geez, look at these bloody Money in the Bank contenders you had instead of Otis. You have Rey Mysterio thrown off the side of the building, Alistair Black thrown off the side of a building, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan caught <laughs> being told off by Vince McMahon, Corbin. An idiot and Otis. Corbin, yeah, to be fair, he... to be fair, Otis was relatively hot at the time because that thing with Mandy Rose and Ziggler and all that was one of the things that actually got a fairly positive reaction at WrestleMania. Relatively, I think... the guy was red hot at that time. Yeah, exactly, and he was like firing on all cylinders. It's just that they didn't know what to do with him after he got the briefcase, and they just completely dropped the ball with him. I think at the time, I I wouldn't have been too negative on the decision of him having the briefcase. In hindsight, it was an idiotic move. <laughs> yeah, because they did nothing with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, what about double or nothing later that month? Oh, that was the good one, right? That was the one with Tyson yawning. Oh, yeah, it had some good matches, though. Oh, man. Yeah, which uh, one was the... Oh, we'll talk about the bad one later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it featured the casino ladder match for the giant poker chip for a future world championship match. Brian Cage made his debut, defeating Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Joe Janela, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian... Uh, Frankie Kazarian and Luchasaurus. Yeah, that was the, yeah, the uh, tournament final for the first TNT champion. Cody defeating Lance Archer. Um, what do you think in hindsight? Uh, it had to be Cody, but I don't think it needed to be Archer in that spot. I think yeah. they should. They should have avoided any situation in which Archer had to lose. Yeah, I I agree there. Um, the Hikaru Shida Nyla Rose match was really good because it was. Oh my god, this was only a couple of days after the Hanakamura death. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Shida come out um, dressed in what was it uh, red and purple. And sort of um, looked up to the sky when she won. Yeah, I think on the Dynamite, either before or after this, is when Kenny Omega came out and cut a promo wearing a Hanukkah t shirt. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Stadium Stampede match. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I think it's. Weird that one of the front runners for cinematic match of the year and one of the bottom of the barrel runners for cinematic match of the year have come from the same company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think AEW got it right this one time, and that was it. Like the the stuff with Sammy and Hardy wasn't too bad, but yeah. Yeah, this would lead to their match that should have been called off later in the year. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention Money in the Bank briefcase was for the actual championship because the next night on Raw, Becky Lynch said she was pregnant and vacated the title to Asuka. 
Yep, and now Becky is officially a mother. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, to a girl called Rue, I think. I think it was a girl, yeah. Ah, there you go. Congratulations. Oh, man. Um, Takeover in your house, did you enjoy? Uh, for the nostalgia, I enjoyed it. Some didn't, of the matches were pretty stinky. Didn't they have Todd Paddingill there? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I marked out hard for that. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this had the awful bloody parking lot thing with Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I I hated that match. Yeah, that sucked. The, the women's match was good, but this was at the time where it looked like Rhea should have been called up. And, yeah. And, like, nobody got anything from Charlotte losing the belt because... EO pinned Rhea in this, and it was like, oh, okay then. Yeah. That was that was a fun four months. Yep. Uh, I loved the, the debut of Karrion Cross on this show, where he just murders Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Yeah, that was his in-ring debut, which was pretty impressive. Uh, Keith Lee and Gargano had a banger of a match. And Finn Balor and Damian Priest was probably match of the night, in my memory. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense too. I don't even remember anything about Backlash, do you? Um, I'm pretty sure that had the greatest match ever. Oh my god, you were right. Uh, was it though? It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. The, the pretty goodest match ever. <laughs> the not greatest, all right, pretty goodest match ever. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. have the same ring. Yeah. Welcome to Backlash. It, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is when bloody Bailey and Sasha are tag champs and Bailey's SmackDown champ, so they're going into about double champing themselves. Mm. Oh, gosh. And Strowman had that terrible two-on-one match with Miz and Morrison. Oh, God, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, terrible. Ter oh, wasn't this a Sh Amos Hardy bar fight type match? No, that happened on a SmackDown. Yeah, but I mean, wasn't that stemming from that? I think this was leading up to it. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, um, you know what? Humans, we're not going to talk about every single WWE pay-per-view. We'll just talk about a few of the big ones. <laughs> yeah. Let's go down to Dominion in Osaka J. Hall. Do you remember Dominion? Oh, that was the because beginning of the everything is evil. Everything is stinky now. Thanks, Evil. Oh, this is the point where I had so much hope for this this incarnation of Evil, and then we get to, to go. Because we go in this match dressed up as a, well, to be nice, a larger sort of person looking bushy. Yeah, that's right. 
Oh, it, it. Fine, let's talk about it. Has Evil and Dick Togo jumped the shark given they only returned in July? So about six months to this date. Yeah, big time. Jumped yes. it. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, probably. Uh, how do you even rehab him? You can't. You just can't. You're just going to have to take him off off your shows for about a year and then just pray you get a nostalgia pop when he comes back. Yeah. They they didn't do any favours flip-flopping the title and after the G1 and during the G1 sort of continuing on with this Nido feud. I've got no interest in those guys touching for like three years. Just keep them the hell apart. Yeah, they should have had Evil B champ all through the G1. And yeah. then had Naito, like, because Naito ended up defending the title against him after the G1 anyway, and just had Naito beat him for the title back again then. Yeah, because Evil had that one defense against Hiromu where he won because Hiromu wanted to come in and take on Evil. Why'd you turn your back on us? And then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Ah, terrible. What about, speaking of terrible, let's go to TNA. Slammiversary 2020. Oh, that wasn't bad. Yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah, that got me hooked back into the product, and now I'm thinking about pulling the pin on it again. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing a good job of helping themselves, are they? No, to be fair, the Kenny Omega coming impact thing came at the perfect time because I was almost done with them. It's good as a casual fan. What, like we talked about in the rap the other week, they did nothing to promote their pay-per-view with Kenny Omega there. It was pretty much just everyone standing around going, oh, Kenny's here. I can't wait to see Kenny. What's Kenny going to say? Is Kenny here yet? Yeah, exactly. It's just dumb. Oh, man. Um, yeah, good good little show. Um, featured the return of Eric Young and the guns. <laughs> Uh, Heath Slater, Heath turned up on this show as well. Um, yeah. The Good uh, Brothers, all that, yeah. Jeez. Just going down through here. Is there anything else that really sort of stands out to you? Like, because uh, most of this other stuff from August onwards is pretty recent to mind. Like yeah, that Diana uh, Perazzo Jordan Grace 30 uh 30 minute Ironman match from from Emergence was really good. Yeah, that was great. Um SummerSlam saw the return of Roman Reigns as a heel. Oh yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, Plus, that was pretty cool. The shocking defeat of Cody on Saturday night dynamite to lose the TNT title to Mr. Brody Lee. That was awesome. It's a shame they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, um, Killian Cross defeated Keith Lee to win the NXT title. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, take how, long, how long did he hold it for, Alex? Um, like a few days, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, we got your favourite... Pretty old game show stipulation. Payback. 
Yes. Yeah, that is one of my favorite steps. I can't wait for that to come up. Um, yeah, a week after SummerSlam. Did it need to happen? Uh, only for the reason because... Only for the reason of... It got the Universal title onto Roman Reigns, and now we've actually got a half-decent champion to watch on SmackDown. How dare you discredit Sami Zayn. Oh, actually, yeah, he's been fantastic too. But you know what I meant. The Universal title picture at that point was just so bad with Strowman and The Fiend. Um, Continuing on into September, all out. I remember just hating this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was a stinker. Like, the main event, Moxley's um, blabbing on, oh, I don't need to use the dirty deeds. I don't need to use the dirty deeds to win because I'm the better man. And the rest backs turn and he uses it. It's just like, oh, so you're a heel now. You're turning heel, are you? Apparently not. Okay. Why should I care? Hmm. What about your favourite cinematic match of the year? Every time I mention it, you forget. The tooth and nail match from Dr. Britt Baker's dental office. I don't even remember it in my brain because I guess it was just so traumatic I've just blocked it out of memory. What about I don't one remember of the... a single thing. What about one of the best women's matches AEW's put on? Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. Oh, yeah, that that was awesome. Um, what wasn't was Hardy nearly killing himself. Oh, yeah, that was this, yeah. Um, Mimosa match was fine for what it was. It shouldn't have been co-main event, though. I, I disagree with that. Yeah, because you like to have that wwe style where you have a come down before your big match i'd rather build up the crowd throughout the night no i just think it was legitimately the second biggest feud on this whole card yeah okay if you can't argue by that logic by that logic then yeah that makes sense um yes match quality right quality wise Sheeta versus thunder rosa should have been semi-main But, yeah, um, FTR versus Hangman and Omega was 30 minutes of meh. It was good at times, but it was just so long. Yeah, they didn't click well. Um, Yeah, this wasn't a good (laughs) pay-per-view. No, not at all. Um, Clash of Champions, do you remember much from that? Yeah, that was the awesome Reigns versus Uso match, and that's all I remember. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. That's all I remember. That was a really, really good match. Yeah. Uh, Victory Road, we touched on Eric Young defeating Eddie Edwards there to retain. Um, Not worth it. (laughs) Takeover 31 from the Performance Center slash CWC. Yeah, awesome main event with Balor and O'Reilly. But if both men end up getting injuries in the main event in a match, uh, is it even a good match anymore? The whole point of wrestling is to not hurt yourself or your opponent. You've done both of those things in this one match. Maybe it's not a good match after all. 
Yeah, I'd agree there. Um, G1 Climax Final, where someone became a god with a capital G. Yeah. Um, before, before it all went to crap for him, and we got a, we got a new god with a capital J. <laughs> a jod. Oh no, I gotta cut that. That sounds really bad. Um, that could be uh, construed as uh, something very naughty. Cut. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know. So there we go. I'm gonna have to Google Urban Dictionary later. Um, yeah, Kota Ibushi had a hell of a tournament and definitely deserved this G1 tournament win. It was a good final as well. Yeah, I, I agree there. I, good, good tournament back. The New Japan Cup was a good sort of uh, easing in, but the G1 was just good to have G1 back. Yeah, and, definitely. And no pointless undercard tags like one young... One young line match per show made it so easy to watch. Yeah. Uh, um. Helen Marcel. Crap. Yeah, big time. They've killed the gimmick. Please stop killing the gimmick. Oh, Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns in Helen Marcel was pretty good, but yeah, I agree. Halloween Havoc, aka Pumpkin Night. I thought this was one of the best shows of the year, but I thought it was just amazing. I loved it. You didn't. Stinger, play the game. Play the game. Stinger! I I do like it in hindsight a lot more now. I think because we had that period where every week on NXT TV needed some form of gimmick match or gimmick or weird stipulation or weird stakes attached or handicappedness. It was just getting too much for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, pure... It was the last time NXT beat AEW, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Pure Tournament final happened with Gresham defeating Tracy Williams. Um, we were both big fans of this tournament. Um, yeah. It's, they've dropped the ball afterwards, haven't they? Yeah, big time. Um, I know you haven't done the rap this week or anything, but did you watch Final Battle? I've not started yet. I watched a bit of um, WWE yesterday. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet either. So I completely forgot all about it until after the fact. Yeah. Um, November saw New Japan putting on their favourite main event again. Naito versus Evil to retain the double championship. Please stop. Yep. Just insert that crusty meme here. Stop. Stop. He's already dead. That is Evil now. Evil's character is dead. Yep. Big time. Uh, turning point or full gear? Any quick thoughts there? Full gear was amazing. There was the... Um... Tag match between the Bucks and FTR, which was awesome. I enjoyed the main event with Moxley and Kingston. Uh, what else was on that? Cody versus Darby, which was good too, with Darby getting the big win. Yeah, I thought that was a good pay-per-view. Turning point, I do not even remember, even though it was like a month ago. Yeah, 
it, it's been a it's been a weird year. Yeah, I think I think everyone's definition of time has really changed. Yeah, definitely. Um, Survivor Series. Even that feels like it happened a long time ago. Yeah. Um, this this meant nothing. This show, like the, because we did on the wrap, we were reading out where everyone was before the draft, like only a month or six weeks beforehand, and like most of the combatants were on the opposite show. Yeah. And yeah, the Taker retirement we've talked at. You believe it's a legit retirement. I still believe it's a uh, a John Farnham retirement, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the main event was uh, the Reigns versus McIntyre match was really good. Yeah. That's, I, that's all I can remember match-wise. I think it was a really good match. The only thing is I wasn't invested because you changed your champion a week out when Randy had no care in that match and Drew was saying, I'm going to win this title back. Then I'm going to challenge you. Then I'm going to prove I'm not number two. And then he lost and proved he was number two. Yeah. Oh, Alex, winter is coming, and so is someone oh. else. <laughs> someone else is coming, huh? Yeah, someone else made their debut, <laughs> if Tony Schiavone would say. Yeah, winter is coming, and so did I when Sting showed up. <laughs> Terrible. Get out. This show's over. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. Uh, the whole Omega title win and then, you know, him going full heel and running off with Don Callis to Impact was amazing. Yeah, that was a great show. And, yeah, AEW's been smashing it in the ratings ever since. Yeah, so much so that they're now beginning to challenge Raw on Mondays unopposed. Yeah. They're doing so good on Tuesday on they're doing so good on Wednesdays with competition from WWE. They're now beginning to challenge WWE's flagship show on Monday unopposed. Yeah, and not only that, they're actually baiting Raw in the key demo. Oh, not the true key demo. That fifty plus elusive market. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one Ring of Honor's going after. <laughs> oh the big hurt or whatever oh you used to look pretty good for your age you can still play <laughs> terrible ads ah war games good song terrible matches alex <laughs> our main event i enjoyed the main event i hated the female war games match um yeah i agree i still haven't had a good a good traditional showing the Undisputed Era match was good for what it was. By the time you get there after one war games, you do feel a little fatigued. And the fact I'm not invested in Pat McAfee as a person on NXT sort of, yeah, just leaves me out of it. Um, uh, what about Best of the Super Juniors match? Like, I know you're not usually a fan of the little flippy guys, but what do you think? That was amazing. Yeah, that's a match of the year contender, honestly. Despy. Yeah, Despy is him. He's amazing. I'm I'm sold. I'm all in on him. I I want him everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah. That'd be really good to to see what happens after this, but I don't have high hopes. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope that he gets a good title run soon next year sometime. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just going down to, like, a final battle, TLC, that's all happened recently. Yeah, that's sort of the year. Um, yeah, looking at a few of the postponed events, like Wrestle Dynasty was supposed to take place in Madison Square Garden. That got cancelled. Takeover Dublin uh, for the NXT UK brand got postponed. Crockett Cup, God knows what's going to happen there now with their main event. Yeah, yeah, that just can't happen now. Uh, PWG's tribute event called Kobe in tribute of Kobe Bryant got a, got postponed. It was supposed to take place take place March 29th. Um, as well as AEW Blood and Guts, which has been postponed indefinitely. I really want to see how they do that match. Blood and Guts. Yeah. Because um, it's a War Games match, basically. It's a traditional I'll... War Games match. Yeah. Um, I still think... Oh, you can't do Dark Order because they're mid is at best except for Brody. It has to be the inner circle against someone. That's why I'm just trying to find the um the roster. Like I mean Oh that's why it doesn't have teams listed on here. Damn it. Um Best friends in someone? Because you've had mm. Jericho go up against Orange a few times, Santana and Ortiz against the best friends. You could do Team Taz against Cody and his mates. Like Taz has four now, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, how many was Blood and Guts supposed to be? Five on five, I think it was. Yeah, but they could still, if they wanted, if they want to go by traditional War Games rules, then it should be four versus four. Yeah, that's fair enough too. Um, you could do Team Taz, like. Taz's son, I guess, Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks against Cody, Darby, Sting and someone else. Dustin. Just Dustin, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it is sort of a bit up in the air now. The, now the elite has sort of disbanded. Unless as gonna... if Cody's not going to book himself in the in the first War Games match for AEW. He was going to be in it, the Blood and Guts one, so... He... No, he wasn't. I thought he was. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. I was yeah, thinking was... he was taken out, but it was um the other Jackson who was taken out and replaced by Hardy. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing we can talk about. Before we sign off, the debuts. Like, look at all the de- debuts this year. You had Hardy, you had Archer, um, just in AEW alone, Sting, Miro, Miro. Who's another FTR. one? FTR. FTR. Who was the um, one who debuted with Hardy earlier in the night? Brody Lee is the, yeah. the higher power. No, was it? Not the higher power. Exalted so, one. Exalted one. Jeez, 
imagine all those sort of to, uh, audience reactions they would have got. The title changes. Well, the whole thing was Brody Lee was meant to debut in his hometown of Rochester, New York at Blood and Guts. Yeah, and that because that was like the um, top of the hour. And yeah. then at closing the show would have been Matt Hardy and the Rafters. Yeah. Far out. Um, geez, yeah. yeah, you think about all that. Yeah. Um, the debut of um, Tay. Yeah. A lot of young, like, people from the indies as well, like, yeah, they've even got on there at the moment, like the claim debuted this year, Top Flight. Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Um, yeah, Thunder Rosa. Serena Deeb. Yeah, jeez. Eva Lee would have got a big reaction when she debuted, <laughs> despite everything else. Thunder Rosa would have been huge. Oh yeah, especially yeah. being the like the current NWA champ at the time too. Yeah, uh, we've had Shaq debut kind of. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose Vicky came across. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero is sort of an on-air person. You had one of the WWE refs come in, didn't you? Yeah, because um... Jericho was talking to him. I can't remember his name. Mike Kyoto. Yes, Kyoto, that's it. Yeah, he like he's not signed with the company, just makes occasional appearances, I guess. Yeah, like imagine that sort of thing when he came out. <laughs> Jerry Lynn is one of the coaches. Jerry Lynn. Um <laughs> You know Hang on, can you just scroll back to the coaches? Um uh, Nick Mondo? Is oh, he's an audio visual director. Sick Nick Mondo works for AEW. I have no idea who that is, but okay. Oh, uh, he's like what the CZW guy that back in the mid 2000s used to hit people, used to turn on a whippersnipper and cut their backs up with a whippersnipper. Oh, so this is before he tweed. Yes. Except he, tweed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, anyway, you know <laughs> the Rocks movie about Paige. Yeah. You know why the girls in there is called Jerry Lynn? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because Jerry Lynn put out a tweet saying, all right, Rock, who did this rib? <laughs> uh, anyway, I suppose that's enough. Um, enough waffling on. Happy holidays and whatnot to you all. Yeah, quickly. Um you got any, like, Christmas wrestling memories? Receive anything in Christmas's past that's wrestling-related that you look back on fondly? Anything like that? Look back on fondly? <laughs> fondly, <laughs> even? Uh, oh, come on, man. OC Dub. Of course. But, um, no, Christmas memories. I got my big... Cruiserweight Championship that I then got me custom buddy flakes for. Nice, nice. I, I just remember like one year for Christmas, I was like nine or ten. I'm a spoiled only child. I used to get pretty much what I wanted because my parents are amazing. Um, 
Yeah, there was one year for Christmas. I got like a little TV, a Nintendo 64, and like WCW versus NWO World Tour, and Super Mario. But Ooh. like, yeah, I just remember that fondly, and like, yeah, my favorite Christmas because I spent all all afternoon just playing WCW versus NWO. Ah, very good. Um, yeah, I don't really have that many. I suppose the other one I'd have would be going to NXT in Melbourne as an early Christmas present back December 2016. That's awesome too, yeah. Yeah. Have you actually gone and watched that one back yet? No, I, I think we should save that for a review, to be honest. Because you can see me in the crowd. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to review that bad boy. <laughs> oh no, that might no. that might be a watch along. That might be our watch along for next year. I think yeah, because it's only two hours. Like anything longer than that, I wouldn't want to do. Yeah. Like maybe a rumble match and something, but <laughs> well, we can just rewatch. We can just do a watch along for the main event or whatever. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Watch or like the... one of the Aussies that was in a match on that card. Watch, watch one of the, their matches. Um, watch the bloody cage fall and almost land on my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun, apparently. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, ah, thank you, Alex. That was great fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so that was the year that was. Um, sort of just, yeah, it was a really, really weird year. A lot of uh, lost opportunities, especially there with big debuts, especially uh, even still, like AEW had only been a few months in. They'd been less than six months in, and uh, that first week of the pandemic with no crowd, and they had the debuts of Matt Hardy, at the end of the show, and Brody Lee at the top of the first hour. I think that'd be the biggest lost opportunity for crowds. Um, since then, they've had crowds back for like um, Sting coming in, so that's a big debut. Um, in a normal arena, that would have been huge. The WrestleMania stuff, obviously. Rhea having a big stadium WrestleMania, like her first proper main roster match, and two weeks later, it's in this shed of a warehouse to only the camera staff and a couple of other people. Like, I feel sorry for the girl working so hard on the Aussie Indies and ending up there. Um, the War Games match again with the women, uh, featuring so many Aussies this year, which is good. Even our honorary Aussie, Dakota. Sorry, Kiwis, you know once they get big, we claim them. <laughs> but yeah, um, wrapping it up, hope you've had a great new year. Sit back, relax. Uh, have a good one. Take care. We'll speak to you again soon. Alex will be back around the 16th. Uh, until then, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at FruityAsAlex. You can follow me on Twitter at IamChrisFunder. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at WrestleOzStyle or search WrestlingOzStyle. Oz is spelt A-U-S. Of course, you can go back listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free, almost over 100 hours worth. Hard to believe, but yeah. Um, so, SoundCloud. Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
probably not iTunes. I don't have an Apple account, and every time I try it, it keeps telling me, you already have an Apple account. Try this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, looking forward to the new year. Wow. January already. Who could believe? Came around quick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hard to believe. So, as I bring up the ye old schedule here, uh... We have the 6th, Wednesday the 6th, which will actually be the night of uh, New Year's Dash. So I'll be talking uh, weekly wrestling rap, uh, Impact, AEW, WWE, maybe a bit of New Japan. I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, like I said previously, I do like to keep mine and Alex's conversations fresh. Um, if we talk New Japan... Uh, before the following edition of the rap, I'll start the next week's solo rap with uh, New Japan content, uh, which will be the 13th, will be the final solo edition. Then, on Monday the 18th, when Alex returns, we'll be talking Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash, uh, followed by Wednesday rap, Fruity's Element Game Show. Monday the 25th, we'll see us talking Aussie and Kiwi wrestling from December 2020 before another rap, and to close out January, we'll see... Uh, Fallout down under discussing the PWA Premiership they had held in October and November as well as surrounding PWA events during that time. Um, yeah, and then on the Friday the 5th will be our <laughs> one-year anniversary of the podcast plus our best of 2020 show. Um, Alex has handed a little bit of a worst of, so... Given the year was an up and down, we might be talking some worst ofs there. Um, so yeah, we look forward to seeing you all then. Have a happy and safe new year. Until then, nothing left to say but good day and happy new year. Wow, that was terrible. Alex, come back soon. The humans miss you. Alex? Hello? Anyone? Hello? I probably should stop recording now.
like this if they are without Alex. Uh, there's a whole genre for that. It's called ASMR. Okay, and... no. <laughs> oh, okay. 